the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Thank you for joining us. My name is Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR. You're listening to The Word in South Texas. This program is called Church of the Week, and it's my pleasure every week at this same time to introduce you to a pastor in and around San Antonio. Our desire as you listen to the Word of God here broadcasted through this radio station is that you would also be a part of the local community church. We appreciate you tuning in day after day to hear the Word, but we also want you to get to know somebody as your own personal pastor. We want you to be a part of a local community church where you can um, meet your brothers and sisters in Christ and encourage one another and pray for one another, and uh, you can help somebody and somebody can help you out on your walk with Christ. So here today in studio, we have uh, Pastors Brady and Vanessa Hacker of Southside Church of God going to be telling us all about their story. Pastors, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. Good Thank to you. have you. We want to start out just with your personal 411. Who is Brady? Tell oh, us all wow. about it. Uh, depending on who you ask, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... Um, my name is Brady. I, um, as as you said, I pastor the Southside Church of God. I've been the lead pastor there for um, going on two years. March will be two years. Um, I've been in ministry all my life, with my father being a minister. So uh, I'm I'm a high school graduate of John Jay. I don't want to say the year that I give away my age, mm-hmm. but um, attended some college here. But then uh, met my lovely wife uh, in the summer of '96, and we got married in '97. And um, it's been a great, great ride as far as that part. Uh, we've we've experienced a lot in ministry. We we started ministry here at the Southside Church of God, uh, helping with worship, helping with children, helping with youth ministries, and then God called us to go spread our wings a little. And so uh, we went to Lakeside Church of God to be pastors, uh, youth pastors. I'm sorry, and um, we started ministry there, and God just allowed us to grow and um my dad got ill back in 2013 and uh, god decided he wanted him more than we did so uh february 23rd of 14 god called my dad home and um i just really felt the holy spirit during his funeral service while i was speaking said this is where you're going to pastor mm-hmm. and in, in that march uh i was a, i was actually voted in as their pastor and um it's uh, it's definitely some big shoes to fill, but uh, with God's help, we've been able to see great things happen. We've seen the church grow. Uh, we've seen people come in and get saved. We've seen people in the military come in that we haven't seen that in a long time. Mm-hmm. And so God is really doing some great things uh, on the south side, and, and we're excited to be a part of that. And, and uh, we're excited about some great things coming up in the near future, starting our first bilingual service. Uh, you know, I believe we've done some work with some Spanish-speaking churches before, but never a bilingual service under the Southside's umbrella uh, as as ministries. And and I'm really excited about that. 
Now, growing up, uh, did you know that at some point you were going to be involved in ministry somehow, or did you have your own plans of what you were going to be? Oh, I wanted to join the military. I wanted to, and that didn't work out. Then I wanted to, uh, I sold cell phones for a while, and I even thought I wanted to be a plumber for at one time. But um, nothing was satisfying. Nothing ever seemed to really click and say, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And it only really hit when I submitted wholeheartedly to God and said, your will, not my will. Now take us through that journey. How does that happen? How do you get to the point where you wholeheartedly submit yourself to God? What happened to you in that particular point where you decided, you know what, I'm going to give up my own plans and what my dreams are and submit to the will of the Father? Unfortunately, sometimes you have to be humbled. Uh, You have to, uh, you know, sometimes God has to sort of in a not maybe a physical sense, but spiritually slap you in the face and say, this is what you need to be doing. And I think we got to that point, uh, or I did personally, but I wasn't going to do the step without my wife either, her being on board with it, because I'm a firm believer that if you're in ministry and your spouse is not on board, it's not going to be effective as it could be. By the time he makes his decision, Vanessa, how how long have y'all been married? Uh, 19 years in March. March 8th will be our anniversary. And um, we were here helping his parents for about three years. And, um, you know, we helped with youth and children and just volunteering. And I kept feeling like, mm, I think there's more to this. I think that God's wanting to, to take us somewhere else. And, and I would kind of, you know, express those feelings to him. And he's like, no, you know, that was kind of out of his comfort zone. Um, he didn't really feel like he wanted to leave San Antonio. And, um, he finally, he just, he said, you know what? I'm going to try this. I'm going to see what happens. And um, the churches that we applied to first, you know, nothing kind of panned out as youth pastors there. And the church that we actually um, was hired at was a larger church in the state. And when we applied, we were like, this is never going to work. They're not going to they're not going to take us. We haven't been in youth ministry that long. Um, but we went and we interviewed with the church there with their youth sponsors and um, the people. We fell in love with them, and I guess they fell in love with us. And um, I remember the night the pastor called us and watching my husband, you know, just he was so humbled by the fact that God was giving him an opportunity such as we were um, to go, you know, from a volunteer position here in San Antonio to a full-time position um, that was going to be you know, full benefits for a youth pastor and um, and watching the joy on his face when he moved from, you know, just trying to find things that satisfied to really moving into that calling mm. that God had. Um, and it was life was fun when you were doing what God wanted you to do. Yeah. Life was fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, being involved in ministry for um couple of decades uh, i know i know that there are ups and downs and uh, i'm sure that you like everybody else have had your ups and downs in ministry but what are some of the memorable times in that time frame of ministry where you're you're, you're the youth pastor what are some great times where you can just remember and say man i just yeah thank god for that moment in time as weird as it might sound again i don't i didn't say this earlier but my wife and i both are preachers kids both been raised in preachers homes um so we've been around the ministry all our lives pretty much. But I think one of the most memorable is not even really a spiritual situation, but um, it would be the prom, I, I would say. Um, my wife, her dad moved her her senior year, and the school 
she finished out homeschooling, so she never had a prom. As youth pastors, we had a bunch of students that were graduating, and we went as sponsors. Well, we did the whole thing, and the dress, the tux. We even had a gentleman in the church that worked for a car dealership that loaned us a Hummer for the weekend. Mm. And we went prepared to work at the prom, and the principals come to us and said, no, you're not working tonight. You're going to enjoy your prom. And so that was, to me, one of the most memorable uh, but we also, you know, the facilities that we were at as a youth pastor, we, we uh, God bless the church, we, we got involved in a building program, and we were able to build a new youth facility. Uh, and the funny thing is on that, we both had two separate dreams of the same thing, hmm. of what Room 11 would look like. And it was an awesome, awesome uh, experience. What made it so awesome, Vanessa? Um, like he said, you know, just when we came together and we both, God had kind of showed us both the same thing. Um, and to know, you know, to see how God's hand works in situations. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it's kind of overwhelming to know that God can put orchestrate things and and make things come together to that capacity um you know when you haven't even talked about anything and god just shows you individually something and then you come together and 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 you're like wow you know how can this happen but um and we watched it come to fruition you know Mm. and that was an awesome awesome feel and to see the joy on the kids faces when they walk in and they're like wow this is our youth facility you know um during that process our pastor he was real reserved and he liked a lot of white walls and um and we didn't we wanted something vibrant and something that would attract the kids and um i told him i was like we need a red wall in the youth room and he said we can't do that our pastor won't let us have a red wall and i said well let's just paint it red and then we'll ask for forgiveness later and i remember we were trying our best to get it all painted before the pastor ever came to see it and um and he walked in when it was in the first stages and it was pink and I was Oops. really, really scared that we were going to be in big trouble. But it turned out he really liked it after it was finished. But yeah. um, but it was it was an exciting time in our ministry, and yeah. um, we had we had a lot of fun getting to that point. And like I said, watching the the joy for the kids was awesome. Absolutely. Now at that time, do you know already? Uh, is, is God showing you that there's that time and that season will come to an end and you're going to move to something else, whether it's coming back here or, I mean, was God showing you that or did it take it took the time. calling home of your father? Well, no, it, it took time. Uh, we were there at that youth ministry position for seven and a half years. Mm. Um, great church, great people. We thought we would not necessarily be youth pastors forever, but we thought maybe we would just, you know, okay, Pastor Smith, we're ready to, we feel another area of ministry really burning inside of us and just move to another area of ministry in the church. But no, there was a time that came, and um, and again, I wasn't going to make the decision, make the call, unless I knew my wife was on board with it. And I had talked to her. I said, do you think, you know, I really feel in my spirit that we're ready to step out and do another area of ministry? And God, I went on a mission trip uh, the summer of 2008, and uh, God spoke to me and said, it's time to spread your wings. It's time to be a lead pastor. And uh, I come back. I talked to her, and I'm. she said, well, I don't know if we're ready. I don't know. And we went to work a youth camp, and uh, she came home and told me. She said, it's time. And I said, okay. And we had the pastor's blessings, the church's blessings. Uh, that seven and a half years, 
this is no disrespect to my dad or my father-in-law, but we, I believe you only allow yourself to learn so much under your parents. And when you're under somebody else's leadership and pastorate, I think you're more open to, uh, receiving more, I think. And that's just my opinion, but I learned so much under that in that seven and a half years from pastor Smith that, uh, along with what my dad taught me and along with what my father-in-law has taught me, I just, I feel that I, I gained a lot of, a lot of, uh, it might not show sometimes, but some knowledge that was poured into me. And, uh, uh, but yes, we felt that calling. Well, I want to talk about the Southside Church of God and for you to tell us all about that ministry. But before that, I want to ask you, Vanessa, what, what happened during that, that summer that, I mean, something happened that you were able to come back to, to your husband and say, okay, it's time. Yeah. Cause I had told him, I was like, I don't want to be in the lead pastor role. You know, <laughs> when I married him, he was leading worship for his father. I did not marry a pastor um, because I grew up in a pastor's home, and that was not what I wanted to happen. I've heard those words before. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but somehow, you know, that all changed. And um, that summer, he came back from the mission trip, and, and he had, you know, told me what he was feeling and I was like I just don't know I just I I think we're good right here you know it was kind of now I was in my comfort zone and mm. I didn't want out of that um, but we were working a youth camp and this particular year I was with a bunch of girls in a dorm and um, they actually were driving me crazy like they never did before but I was this about year, to say that they were driving this year crazy. they were they were really just getting under my skin and um and one night we were in a really powerful service that night at camp and I was in the back running the media as I usually did and um during this I just I started praying and all of a sudden I just felt the Holy Spirit so strongly and he you know just God told me your time is done I've released you from this area of ministry mm. and I'm preparing you for for greater things and um it was kind of overwhelming again, you know, to to feel that. But um, but I had such a peace about it as well. And I knew that I was like, even though I felt young and like I wasn't ready for that, I knew that God would prepare me for whatever, you know, area or whatever church he took us to. And he did. He was very faithful in that. Amen. That, that he is always faithful. Amen. We want to welcome our uh, listening audience. Thank you for joining us today on your weekend. Uh, perhaps you're out driving around and um, listening to uh, the radio station, and uh, you're listening to this particular program called Church of the Week. My name is Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at AM630, and uh, you've been listening to the story of uh, Brady and Vanessa, Pastors Brady and Vanessa Hacker of Southside Church of God, located at 406 Boswell in the zip code 78214. More information online at sachurchofgod.com. Services on Sunday at 1030 a.m. and Wednesdays at 730 p.m. All right, so God calls you back to uh, be now the senior pastor of, of uh, Southside Church of God. Tell us about that transition, how that happened. Transition, very emotional. Um, I didn't really go into a lot of details, but my dad was diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, he checked all of his options, and he said, I got a better percentage of being healed, and uh, believed it till the day he, he passed. Um, but, uh, the transition was very, again, emotional, uh, with my pastor being there at the church for 25 years, it, he, the church wasn't just losing a pastor. The church was losing a father figure, a grandfather figure, uh, a counselor, a hero. Um, so I had some very big shoes to fill, uh, church knew they weren't getting David Hacker. They were getting Brady. 
but I do have a lot of characteristics and mannerisms of my father. So in a sense, they were getting my dad. But um, the first the first few months were very hard. Uh, matter of fact, the first year. Uh, it was like a funeral every time we came to church. It was it was pretty tough mm-hmm. uh, because he decided he chose to have his funeral service there at the church. So you can just imagine what we are feeling every time we go into the church. But after the first year, and it came his anniversary of home going, it was just God just spoke to me and said, "It's time to march on and move forward. It's time." And my dad was a very unique individual. Uh, we we joked about death a lot because being believers in Jesus, we we know that that's not the end; it's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, he went as odd as it sounds. He went to the funeral home and picked out everything he wanted and picked out his casket and everything. And some people said that was weird, but he said, "I know where I'm going, mm-hmm. and I want to make this as easy on my family as possible." And uh, so, with all of that, and just. Uh, my dad probably was in heaven upset because we grieved that long. He he was the kind of guy to where once it's done, you move on. But uh, the first year was the toughest year, uh, just having the transitional things, uh, p- people getting to know me, not as Brady the pastor's kid, but as Brady the pastor. Yeah. But a lot of these people are my adopted aunt and uncles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're my adopted family. Uh, a matter of fact, I hate to say, but I have people in the church that are closer to me than my blood uh and uh i'm honored to say that to a certain extent because uh it's just a church that's been there for my family uh they've been there for my boys even when their family couldn't be there so we're it's been a tough tough transition but then again it's been a happy transition because I feel the legacy that that the 25 years my dad had poured into the church wasn't just done in vain, that mm-hmm. I feel I can come in and help go forward. Yeah, so tell us about the church now. Uh, now that you're moving forward, you obviously had that time of grieving, and that's very natural, uh, but uh, you were able to move forward now and continue that legacy yes, to honor your father and honor all of his work. Tell us about the church now. What is going on there? Well, it, it's a it's different, Yeah, and it's a I feel it's a, a positive different, not that— I'm a little younger than my dad, so uh, our music style is a little different. Uh, we've changed some things already since we've been there. We've we've added some things. Uh, uh, we've in the future we've got some other areas uh, changing as far as physical stuff. We've we've updated some things, did some things. God's blessed us. We were able to do that, but now we're ready to reach the community. We're ready to, as our our motto, I guess you want to say, or our vision is uh, connecting love of Christ to the hearts in our community and we're ready for that now and we're we're starting that now with our first ever bilingual service starting in february uh, the 21st of february at 5 p.m and we are nervous not gonna lie i'm nervous i'm excited uh, a little optimistic sometimes okay is it god is it gonna pan out is it gonna work out <laughs> and uh not because i have doubts but i am human too sure. so um i mean i guess i do have doubts because i'm human but uh i know with god all things are possible and this is not a man thing. It's a God thing. And I believe God has brought people in. Uh, the Sarmiento family has, has, has come in and just really had a burden and a heart to do things. And I, I appreciate them coming in wanting to do this. Yeah. And they're actually in here with us this, right now. So yeah. that's why I'm giving them a good plug. So Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have a, an opportunity to interview the Sarmientos uh, on our Spanish station. Awesome. Uh, KRDY Radio Luz on 1160 AM. 
uh, so that they can tell their story also That'd about what's great. going on and talk about uh, talk about this the bilingual services. So this the, it'll be one service Sunday. I mean, it'll be every Sunday, yes, right? Sir. But uh, it's a bilingual service. Yes, sir. It's not an all Spanish service. No, sir. Okay, just wanted to make sure I had that had that down. And one of the reasons I, I like the bilingual is I know a lot of the older, and I've been in San Antonio since 1988, so I I consider myself a San Antonian. Uh, we, uh, you know, with the times except that I moved away, but a lot of the older in that area, the older Hispanics speak Spanish, but their children or their grandchildren do not. Right. And we want to be able to provide a place for them to go to church together sure. at the same time. Yeah. And uh, I think it's going to really impact our community. Excellent. Excellent. What can you tell us, Vanessa? What do you want people to know about Southside Church of God? Um, I think it's important to know that we provide a relevant atmosphere um, for worship. Um, we have a come-as-you-are environment. Um, we don't expect people to be cleaned up before they come t- into our um, sanctuary. We want to provide a loving atmosphere, and we feel like um, we feel like we have the most loving church in San Antonio. Um, our people will go up and hug anybody. It doesn't matter what you look like, what you smell like. You know, we want to minister to anyone that walks in our doors, and our people are are awesome about just going and wrapping their arms around somebody and telling them that. God loves them. And um, we like to have an energetic, fun time when we worship. Um, we have some that are very loud, and they, they like to, you know, let let the world know that God has saved them. And um, and we're excited about that. Awesome. We like for, for them to, to express that love to God. And um, so we just like to have – we like to have a lot of fun when we come to church. You that's know? important. Um, we think that's that's a, a, an important thing. So yeah. – so we, we have a good time together. Pastor Brady, looking into the future, uh, looking into maybe God's plans, some of the things that he might have already showed you, what are some things that you look forward to that's still to come well, as the, far as the ministry is concerned? Ministry concerned, I definitely, I think this, this bilingual service will be a kickoff mm-hmm. for greater things. Um, we, down the road, I, I, I can't say a date or anything, but I, I foresee us with a, a new facility there on the south side and uh, I've had people ask me why the south side uh, and I said why not the south side mm-hmm. um, you know people are lost and dying and they're going to hell on the south side just like they are anywhere else Absolutely. and uh, we're not just solely reserving ourselves to south side individuals we want I mean we have people that drive 30-40 minutes to church mm-hmm. they live by SeaWorld they live on the north side they live on they live in Somerset so we have a very wide range of people and that attend our church and not just in that area but i don't feel we have a high enough people from that area coming to the church and by any by the old statement i want to do any means necessary to get people to hear the gospel of jesus christ and if it's starting a bilingual service let's start a bilingual service if it's feeding the hungry let's feed the hungry um but i have i will say this we have seen people accept christ and we've got people that have just come in and just wanted to surrender their life to Christ. And it's just such a wonderful feeling to see people that want that. Mm -hmm. And it's just, uh, but with the help of God sending people, I believe we can see all this stuff come to pass. Mm -hmm. And uh, Pastor Vanessa, as you, as you look into the future and kind of in your prayer, what's in your prayer list? What is it? What are some things that maybe you don't want to tell us everything, but what (laughs) what is something that you look forward to in answered prayer as far as the ministry is concerned? Um, I have a, a really big heart for women's ministry. Um, we're actually getting ready to start a women's Bible study um, on Wednesday nights. Uh, we're doing a study by Lisa Bevere, Girls with Swords. 
um, and have a, several signed up for that. Um, I just I have a strong passion to see women not back down, but to be strong, be courageous, be the women that God's called them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I see in the future the women's ministry being even stronger than what it has been in the past. Um, also, our youth and children, we want to pour into those areas. They're not where we want them to be at this point, but we see God bringing us the people that we need for those areas of ministry. Um, and we we see those going to another level um, because the children and the youth are the future of our church, um, not just our church on the south, but every church. If we don't pour into them and invest in our kids and our youth, you know, we might as well lock our doors right. um, because they are so important. And so that is one of our our hearts. And also because we've been youth pastors and you know we've poured into so many kids, that's a passion of ours is to see to see the youth you know, um, saved and on their way to heaven. Absolutely. Well, we want to welcome you guys and thank you for thank being you. here. Uh, appreciate you. you. Uh, I say welcome. Welcome back like to San Antonio thank and you. back in here, but uh, uh, also welcome to the radio station. Thank you for sharing your story and uh, we're happy to be with you and help you continue to minister the word of God. Thank, thank you. you so much for this awesome Best of God uh, to you. Uh, for those of you that have been listening, I uh, want to just invite you to be a part of Southside Church of God with Pastors Brady and Vanessa Hacker. Uh, also here real soon, uh, the Sarmiento family will be assisting in the Spanish uh, bilingual services. They're going to be taking place every Sunday uh, at 5 p.m. beginning February 21. Uh, you can always join uh, the uh, Southside Church of God at 406 Boswell in this 78214 zip code. You don't have to live in the South Side to attend uh, South Side Church of God, so just make your way out there. More information at sachurchofgod.com. Services Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Thank you so much for listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. My name is Mark. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM 630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.